Welcome to the Home Podcast. New thing we're doing is Song of the Week. So here's a little bit of the Song of the Week. Enjoy. Pretty much uh, the best song out right now. So, if you don't like it, I don't know what your issue is. Um, Because it's so good. Let my heart want for nothing but you, just you. And, frankly, that's kind of what we've been going after for... Since this, uh, since this thing called The Home has started. And we're going to continue that. Let my heart long for nothing but you, just you, only Jesus, because we know that's the only satisfaction we can have, and that's pretty cool, yeah? Yeah, I know, it is cool. So, um, we're doing this kind of, well, first of all, I'm terrible at podcasting, okay? Um, like once every month, uh, this is turned into, I gotta get better at this. So I put it in my calendar and I'm going to try to record this every single Monday night. And that's my goal. Okay. Uh, if I fail, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to keep up on it, trying to hook you guys up. Okay. So we're doing this thing of, um, just kind of trying to increase our intimacy with our King and, um, thanks for listening. First of all, love you guys. Um, appreciate uh, if you're listening to this, and uh, even if you're not listening to this, I still appreciate you. Okay. So uh, as I uh, as I've said before, I don't know in the podcast or not, but I I always want the home to be a place of transformation. And I don't ever want it to be just a place where we gather and say hip hip hooray and then go and nothing changes in us. So we're going to dive right into scripture. Um, and if you grew up in Sunday school, you've probably heard this story a couple times. Uh, but if not, great. It's great. It's all good. So we're going to go Luke chapter 19. And we're going to go kind of... Uh, Three verses at a time, six verses at a time, and kind of take a chunk at a time kind of thing. Um, So Luke 19, verses 1 through 3 to start. It says, He entered Jericho 
and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So right off the bat, we learn that Jesus is coming through town and uh, Zacchaeus is short and there's a huge crowd following Jesus. And Zacchaeus wants to see Jesus. So, and we kind of learn all that because Zacchaeus wants to see Jesus, but he's too short, so he can't see Jesus. Bummer dude kind of thing, right? So if you're short, I just want you to do a little raise the roof, okay? If you're listening to this, raise the roof. Seriously, do it. And you know what's funny? Is short people don't ever get to raise the roof because they can't reach it. <laughs> and then there's tall people, medium people. Zacchaeus is a short guy. Okay, verse 4, and we're going to go through 10. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. Him, meaning Jesus. For he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. Verse 6. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they, meaning the crowd, they all grumbled. They said, he has gone in to the guest of a man who is a sinner. Verse 8. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is son of Abraham. Verse 10, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. I'm going to read verse 10 again. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Okay? Remember all this, and let's kind of flip back to Matthew 7, just for a brief second. A brief second. Yes. Yes, a brief second. Matthew 7, verse 7 through 8. It says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who seeks, finds. Anyone who knocks, it will be opened. Cool? This is a good story. I love this story. Zacchaeus uh, is a cool guy. Wasn't a cool guy, but redemption. So back to the Zacchaeus story. I want to walk through this story of Zacchaeus. I'm going to try to come at this at a couple different angles. And I believe this story is for really everyone. Um, So if you don't think it's for you, uh, listen up, okay? Uh, It may seem like a story that's only for certain people, but I believe this story is for everyone um, to some degree. So let's chat about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Let me turn back to Luke 19 so I have it. There it is. First one. He, he, meaning Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through. So Jesus 
This is interesting that they mention this in the Bible, right? This is verse one of an entire story, and it says he entered Jericho and was just passing through. Jesus is just passing through. He had no plans on doing anything in this area. He was simply going from one point to another and passing through Jericho, which makes me think, how many times is Jesus passing through? How many times is he just walking through? Unless somebody like Zacchaeus does something unique to make Jesus stop and acknowledge what God wants to do in the moment. It opens up an entire conversation of how many times is Jesus passing through? And we didn't even know it, right? How many times is he passing through our lives and we're just kind of letting him coast by and we don't even realize it? This is a cool story because something actually happens, right? Jesus is passing through, but Zacchaeus goes out of his way to be seen by Jesus. I want to tell you guys a quick story. I had a crush on a girl in middle school. And I just... I had a big crush on her, okay? I was uh, I was scouting her, uh, okay? Not to be mistaken for stalking, okay? Um, scouting is more of a girlfriend to marriage, and stalking is more of prison. Um, and I, rem- I remember really sucking up to a teacher uh, because she was in class with me, and I really want, and she was actually in charge of making the seat selection. Uh, so I wanted to, uh, I wanted to be close to her, you know? I made friends with this teacher so uh, I could select my seat or uh, or kind of sway her to put me next to her so I could sit next to her. I also remember like keeping uh, the same pace in the cafeteria in the cafeteria line um, so we could like run run into each other at the cash register or maybe even run into each other as uh, we're wrapping up eating. Ah. Then making my way out to free time at the same time and like, you know, I was scouting her. I knew her. I knew her drill, you know, creepy. And like sometimes I'd like purposely bump into her in hope of like getting to talk to her. I like this girl. And she noticed me finally and we and we dated, you know, it was great. Um, we definitely dated for three weeks. It was very serious. Um, and if you're not laughing, it's because you've done this before too. You saw a cute girl and you wanted to run into her. But all joking aside, there's something about positioning ourselves, right? To run into or in this Bible study to see Jesus run into you, right? There's this great mystery of the kingdom that says, do I find God or does he find me? My answer, I think, is both because I believe God can do whatever really he wants. I'm not going to ever say one or the other. You know, sometimes we hear people finding Jesus, you know, captured out of addiction or something like that or searching or, or even like a guy who um, was trying to not was trying to um, say Christianity isn't real and then actually ended up discovering that Christianity is real. Then you hear of um, Jesus finding and seeking you out. Um, more of like, I sent essentially my testimony, who he came down and said, hey, I, I have more for you. Um, 
here in this story, uh, Jesus ran into Zacchaeus, you know? Zacchaeus positioned himself so that Jesus could run into him, you know? Where uh, he, there, I don't know. Ah, I kind of think that we have this capacity to know where God is going before he goes with deep, deep intimacy with the Father. And I think this story shows that, of this hunger for the Lord so we can position ourselves. In this, in this story, uh, Zacchaeus was short. And what I mean by short is that he was short, you know? But why is something so basic and maybe irrelevant to a story highlighted in the Bible? Like, why? I mean, this is the holy word of God, right? <laughs> this is a serious book. But it's talking about how tall a guy is. I just don't get it. But here's what I think. I think Luke highlighted this in the story because, as we know, He's a tax collector and very rich. He's in Jericho, and at that time, Jericho is responsible for many imports in that region. So Zacchaeus is a smart guy. He had a business of collecting, of collecting taxes in a region where lots of goods and resources were being transport, transported. So I wonder if Zacchaeus' ambition was because he was short. Maybe he had kind of a chip on his shoulder. Maybe... Everyone literally and figuratively looked down upon him and said, "Ah, you're you're not cut. You're not able to do this." Um, that kind of stuff. Zacchaeus is fully aware that he's not tall. As the story states, he's in a crowd and he couldn't see Jesus. He's dancing and hopping around on his tiptoes to see Jesus over this crowd, but he's too short and he can't see anything. So he does something that helps him become a wealthy man, right? Right or wrong, he became wealthy because of his ambition. He thought, where is Jesus going? So let me pause for a second. And I think, again, I think there's an ability of knowing where God is headed. Some of us are just bystanders in a crowd wondering where he is going. And I wonder what it would be like if we looked up and wondered where he is going. Like what direction? You know, sometimes we get so so consumed into looking at the next trend, you know, or looking at devout leaders or something like that where we're so worried of not stepping on their heels but staying in step with them, kind of like ghosting. Instead, the Lord wants us just to look up and get our eyes off of people and get our eyes onto Him. What a concept, right? Because... You know what happens when we follow people, when, when we're following that person, that person's probably going to mess up and is going to fall, you know? If they fall, then you're going to fall right after them. And that's no good thing, right? As we know, our God doesn't fall. He doesn't really fall off of his throne. He never falls off of his throne. He, he's large and in charge, if you will, you know? So we have the ability to know where God is headed by knowing his character, by being intimate with him. So back to the story. So Zacchaeus is a small, and I guess what the crowd, and, and I mean, the crowd doesn't like him. No, there's thunder. Can you guys hear that? 
So Zacchaeus is small and the crowd doesn't like him. The crowd's perspective on tax collectors are sinners. They're the worst of the worst back then. Known as corrupt and working for the Roman government. Not good. Not embraced by the crowd or culture, right? He's trying to figure out how to get himself in front of Jesus where he will where Jesus will see him. So he scurries down the road and finds a sycamore tree. Again, why does the text include this? Why do we care what kind of tree he climbs? You know? This is the Bible. Well, when you're short, it's hard to reach a branch. A sycamore tree is a low-hanging branch, so it's easy for a short guy to grab, you know? So you see what Zacchaeus did here? He found something that would work. He said, I can climb this thing. Zacchaeus didn't let his short stature hold him back from pursuing Jesus. Are you seeing all the hurdles that he had to overcome? He had the rejection of society, sinner sinner in the eyes of everybody. He was short, and everybody thinks he's corrupt, wealthy because he took others' money. He, I mean, tons of hurdles. Why am I pointing all this out? What's the point of pointing this out? Because he had everything. He had riches. Let me put it that way. He had riches, and it wasn't satisfying him. So he grabbed a tree and climbed up a tree. A wealthy businessman, you know, doesn't care anymore. He had his full suit on, his silk suit on, and he climbs up a tree because he doesn't care anymore. Let me ask you my first question in this podcast. What is your short? You know? What is your excuse for not climbing the tree? What is the one thing? Maybe there's a list like Zacchaeus's. You know, we all have excuses. Let me rephrase that. What is your excuse (laughs) for not getting in front of Jesus? What is the one thing You know, what is it? Or maybe you're, maybe it's more of, I don't have this one thing, so I'm going to stand in the crowd and just watch Jesus pass through and say, I saw Jesus. You know, that's boring. Imagine what Zacchaeus got to say. Zacchaeus got to say he came to my house. He stayed in this bed. He ate at this table. Uh, I mean, he used this fork kind of thing, you know? Are you focused on the short in your life, or are you looking for the tree to climb? So often we use excuses like, I don't have enough money. I'm not smart enough. I'm frowned upon because of my past. I'm rejected by everyone. And guess what? These are all excuses. These are all shorts in life. He climbed over and said, I'm going in that tree. And grab onto this. God is always doing something new. And we need to learn to lean forward and find out where he's going and get in that place 
so that Jesus runs into us. Zacchaeus could have easily just stood in the crowd, but he made himself available. Have you ever guys set yourself up and expected something, or wait, have you guys ever set yourself up and expected something good to happen, and then it happens, and you're very surprised? This was Zacchaeus. You know, he climbed his tree, and then Jesus says, come down, I'm staying with you tonight. And what's cool about this is Jesus says, come down quickly. And I want to get into this in a little bit, but I don't want to focus on it right now. This is a glimpse of the Father's heart for us, right? I'm coming to your house. Why is this important? It's a glimpse into the greatest mystery of all, Christ in you. We, found out, we find out later in Paul's ministry that God indwells us. He wants to be in your house. You know, our bodies are called a temple. Our bodies are called a house of worship, right? He wants to be in your house. Sometimes we don't realize the eagerness of Jesus to be with you and to, for God to be with you. We don't realize that God just wants to find you but do you want to be found? He's eager for you. That's pretty freaking cool. The God of the universe is eager for you. When we have all these reasons why God doesn't want to come to our house, why do we have this? We have all of these reasons. We have a laundry list of reasons. Out of all of the houses Jesus picked to go to, Grab onto this. Out of all the houses Jesus picked to go to, he picks the worst one and says, I'm coming to your house. It's so cool. Zacchaeus was the worst person in that, in that region at that time, right? And Jesus looks up and says, hey, I'm coming over. He wants to come to your house. What to do... Uh, he wants to do, sorry, he wants to do life with you. Jesus essentially said this in the face of the culture. He pushed into culture, right? A culture that despises Zacchaeus, he shows compassion to Zacchaeus. So listen up. You have, you've heard me say it 20 times already, but he wants to come into your house. No matter how corrupt you think you are, how many dumb decisions you think you've made, you, he always wants to come to your house. No matter what you've done, he wants to come to your house. It's pretty cool. I love talking about what ifs in scripture. So what if Zacchaeus never climbed a tree? Well, obviously we wouldn't have this story today. But it was all because, uh, all because he decided to climb the tree. And Jesus said, oh, I guess I have some business to do today. Right? Jesus was not planning on doing anything. He's passing through one point to another point. Zacchaeus does something, gets in the way, if I can use that language, and Jesus does something. Verse 7. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. This is the crowd. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. 
So this is the tragedy of the story, right? They're all complaining about Jesus hanging out with such a guy like Zacchaeus. Remember when Jesus said, those who are well need no doctor, but those who are sick do. That's in Luke 5. We'll talk about this in uh, next week. Uh, no, we won't. Just kidding. Jesus knew his calling, right? To heal the sick, to raise the dead, to do miraculous. He was on earth to heal the sick. These folks in verse 7, the, the crowd, complaining about Jesus going to the sinner's house, didn't get this. Why? Why didn't they get it? Well, obviously, they were stuck in a religious system. A religious si- when you're in a religious system, you cannot realize that a doctor has to give his time to those in need. When you live in a religious system, you don't have the ability to access the heart of God. You don't have the ability to see it. You don't have the ability to experience it. Imagine this. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. And a guy in the crowd yells, awesome. He's going to the house who needs it the most. Imagine that, right? What if they they didn't say, woe is me, he isn't helping me, but they celebrated a victory for the kingdom. What if this happened in our culture and our religion, uh, uh, sorry, what if this happened and culture and relig- religious system was torn down and we understood the heart of God and celebrated it? What if we were a people who didn't care if Jesus came to my house as long as he's helping the lost? Sometimes we complain when God is quiet and not speaking. If we have this perspective of this, it's that we're... we're uh, If we have the perspective that if we aren't getting our fill of Jesus, we're okay with it because he's here for the sick. What if we had that perspective? Yeah, maybe maybe there's a couple different ways to take a spin on not hearing God's, God's voice and stuff. Maybe it's a you problem, frankly. Or it's like, hey, you're doing a good job. And Jesus is focusing on somebody else's breakthrough or or release he's here for the sick if jesus doesn't come to your house don't worry about it because he's going to somebody else's house who really 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 needs it sometimes we make ministry of jesus all about me right what do i get out of this let's not be verse seven people complaining about jesus helping a person who needs him Let's not be them. Celebrate kingdom wins, right? Don't be verse 7 angry people about Jesus meeting someone. So we covered a, a little bit in this. Pretty short one. But two things I want to hone in and in this kind of summary or ending of this podcast is first, get over your excuses and go find Jesus. Or, let me rephrase that, get over your excuses and go run into Jesus. Right? Everybody has a tree to climb so that they get seen by Jesus. What a concept. 
How sweet would that be? And then second, celebrate when people come to Christ. Celebrate when people are meeting Jesus. You know, you can only, I I mean, you can only be excited about your wins if you're excited about others' wins. Right? It's all this humility factor that Christians all really need to work on of just, hey, be humble and freaking take a step back and see the larger picture. See the eternal, eternal stuff going on instead of just the instant stuff going on. We have to think of what is happening in heaven right now, you know? So we have to celebrate kingdom wins and we have to get rid of our excuses because they're excuses. Duh. You know? It sounds like a like a workout shirt, you know? Excuses are something cool. Like, no, that's not what I meant to say. Like a t-shirt, you know? Excuses are for the weak. And then it's like extra small on a very strong guy. Yep. Or like, you know, the gym pictures that people post on Instagram and they put hashtag no excuses. (laughs) I love this. I love it. I hate it, but I love joking about it. All right, well, it was going to end with a bang, and then I got talking about working out posts. But anyways, celebrate people's victory, right? Duh. Like, why is why do I even have to talk about this? Obviously, duh, duh, duh. Hashtag duh. You know? And then, hashtag no excuses. Okay. If I need to make a shirt that says that, hashtag no excuses for you to get over your excuses, I'm in. I'll do it, okay? And then you can pose a picture of you flexing in a mirror and say no excuses, hashtag Zacchaeus, hashtag climbed my tree, hashtag beast mode. Yeah? Maybe I should always end with comedy. Maybe this will stick with you. Stick with you for a little longer, you know? Hashtag Zacchaeus, hashtag... The short didn't hold me back. Hashtag no excuses. <laughs> Hashtag no pain, no gain. <laughs> That's so funny. Hashtag no excuses as I'm scowling in the mirror. Cool? Great. Well, uh, I'll end with this. The home um, is doing big things right now, okay? So it's definitely time to get involved. If you've been thinking about not getting involved or thinking about getting involved, uh, now it's time to get involved uh, because the home's doing big things. And uh, we're excited, you know? We're really excited. We're having people healed. We're having uh, just amazing stuff happen um, in this in our midst, you know, the Lord is doing such cool work, um, through a bunch of 20 something year olds and, and it's, it's pretty freaking cool. So be encouraged. Uh, the Lord is active and well and doing mighty, mighty things. Um, 
and you know it's just we have to be willing to do weird things you know Zacchaeus was willing to do a weird thing like what if Jesus didn't pass through or didn't walk that way you know and this guy's just in a tree just waiting I mean sometimes you have to do weird things and you have to take risks in the Lord it was no coincidence that Zacchaeus tr- decided to climb that one tree cool so get rid of your short get rid of your excuses and get rid of your bad attitude bef- um, over people's victories um, in the heavenlies cool then come check us out on a Saturday rad dun 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 thanks for tuning in to the home podcast See you next week.